You guys, welcome to episode 24 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. I am your host, Troy McEady, and uh, today we're going to be doing a little bit of a continuation from an episode we've done in the past. Uh, We promised that we were going to come back and finish this weird trifecta relationship. I am here now with my friend Shira, who you probably know if you're in the Facebook group. From other podcasts and other things, she's all over the place. She works writes for Huffington Post. She will introduce yourself. Hi. So um, people in the EVP group already know me. I'm Shira Weiss. Um, as Troy said, I write a lot in the Huffington Post. I've covered a lot of like celebrities and some other things that are a little deeper than that. And yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this couple today because I think they're pretty exciting and dynamic and have quite the history. Yeah, so if you have not listened to, um, and maybe if you're like just discovering the podcast, or if you uh, skipped over some episodes, we did a Brad and Jennifer Aniston episode where we sort of started this, and then we ended it right at him sort of meeting Angelina, and now we're going to continue it into the Angelina years, the more the more uh, exciting years anyway, so if you missed that one, I mean, I would definitely go back and listen, but this is like going to be the real bread and butter of this whole situation. Yep, very and, excited uh, about this. Okay, yeah, so I guess just uh, really quickly, what is your sort of, how do you feel, what do you love about them, what do you not love about them, just a quick sort of blanket statement about uh, this couple and this relationship in general? Well, as I said on the episode with Jennifer and Brad, I think that Brad and Angelina are definitely a more interesting couple. I think that, um, you know, sadly, the mind of a marriage had to, um, you know, uh, to come at the beginning of this relationship, but I think that... Brad and Angelina are just more dynamic together and there's more, you know, there's more fire in that relationship. And I mean, ultimately it may have, um, you know, killed the relationship. We don't know, but, um, but I just, I always found them to be interesting and I was always able to push aside the fact that poor Jennifer was scorned. Um, and I feel a little apologetic about that, but at the same time, I do see Brad and Angelina as, you know, as more suited for one another. Yeah, and this is where I think it's perfect that you and I are talking about this together because not many people share my sentiment about Brad and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Most people would look at them, and most people, especially, there's a weird thing with women where they have this attachment to Jennifer Aniston, and, um, and that whole relationship in general. So I feel the exact same way. The reason that I'm excited to talk about them is because I think that they're just a more exciting couple. I think you know, they've done incredible things. They really helped shape our pop culture. They really changed what it meant meant to be a celebrity um, in the time that they were together. And a lot of couples have learned from them and copied them and uh, sort of used their, I guess, blueprint as a way to kind of navigate Hollywood. So I'm excited to get into this. Um, like I said, we started this with Jen and Brad, so the beginning of this episode is going to be a little bit of a reiteration because that's what happens when you uh, start a relationship while you're married. Things tend to overlap a tiny bit, so you may hear yeah, some things that you've heard before. <laughs> that's totally fine. Um, it's just, you know, that's just what happens. So <laughs> you prefer to date men that are in relationships. It just tends to overlap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we should start at the very beginning with how they met. I'll let you, you know, start with that, and, and then I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate on it. But, um, you know, um, I think you were going to say how they actually first met, which was on on the set of a movie. 
So if you want to give a little yes. background. So they, Brad and Angelina met on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, of course, the film that they, that single-handedly ended Jennifer Anderson's life at a certain point. Um, Brad <laughs> was very famously in a relationship. Um, rumors started to circulate around May of 2004 that Brad had cheated on Jen with Angie, and it, can, you know, it was confirmed shortly after uh, there were photos of Brad and Angelina sort of like holding each other and embracing each other on, uh, on the beach. And uh, which they quickly tried to dispel, and we will get to at a certain point. Um, Brad and Angelina, you know, like I said, they had a huge impact on pop culture, not only because of the scandal behind the way that they got together, but the way that they were able to sort of shift their images um, and turn the conversation into like Brad and Angelina, the humanitarian power couple, and not as much like. Angelina, the husband stealing, whatever. Brad, the 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 fucking piece of shit that cheated on Jen. They right. really very quickly too. I mean, it was a big deal, and everybody, of course, talks about it, and people still talk about it. But they really quickly were able to sh- change the way that we perceive them, and I think that speaks to Angelina because uh, you know there have been reports that Angelina sort of the brains behind her. Uh, you know, she does her PR, PR and, mm. you know. Well, I think so that, um, I mean, Brad came to her at a point in her life where she was ripe for change. She was trying to make over what the public knew about her as this blood vial wearing, you know, wild child, um, professing her love for Billy Bob Thornton. And they were, you know, kind of a wild couple. And her, <laughs> I love my brother at the awards ceremony. <laughs> she kissed, kissing her brother on the lip. I think that she was ripe for a makeover, and I think that Brad Pitt, you know, who is who was like the golden boy. I mean, you know, he had he had his wilder, I would say, wild type of days as well. And he didn't date necessarily the most conventional people before um, Jennifer Aniston. Um, you know, he had dated Juliette Lewis, but with Jennifer Aniston, he was more of like that golden blonde Ken doll. And I think that you know. It was it was sort of it was it was very fitting because Angelina wanted to reform her image and I think that Brad, you know, I mean, it may have been an unconventional way to go about it by you know nabbing a married man, but I think that you know she she became more dignified in the beginning of that relationship. She was quieter. I mean, yes, the tabloids were chasing them around and printing photos of the two of them cuddling, but they weren't really seeking it out and they were more quiet about it. And I think that, you know, Angelina, as you, as you said earlier, um, you know, when we were, when we were talking offline, was ready for, um, you know, she was at this stage where she wanted to have children and, you know, and then she ends up pursuing this humanitarian, humanitarian work. I think that when she met Brad, he was just like that perfect person for her to go through those changes with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, I would say between like 2000 and maybe like 1999 and like 2004, you know, was when Angie really sort of became like, she slowly sort of became this like bigger and bigger and bigger star. And, you know, she had gone from being like this actress that people were interested in and fascinated by. And, you know, she was in Gia and Girl Interrupted and Gone in 60 Seconds and uh, The Bone Collector, all these sort of like interesting dramas and suspense thrillers and indie films. And then she had done Tomb Raider, which like really, I think, I think Tomb Raider was the thing that really sort of like turned her into this like giant, crazy blockbuster 
star, but like that whole span of time, she was just sort of like finding how finding herself through these films, and like we all knew her, like you said, as like the the <laughs> sort of like kind of creepy but beautiful, dark, very sort of damaged, um, just fascinating, exotic. Just the complete opposite of everything that Jennifer Aniston is. Jennifer Aniston, who is this like yeah, blonde, cool. blue-eyed, holier than thou, perfect, sweeter than pie, like the kind of woman that you like would assume comes over and asks for like a cup of sugar. Just like you know, perfect specimen of what it means to be a Hollywood starlet. And then Angelina, a woman who carries her husband's blood in a vial around his, her neck. You know, it's, it could not be yeah. more opposite. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, and I think that like. It's true, and I think that so they also were two. Brad and Angel, Brad and Jennifer appear to be like two perfect. Kendall, Barbie doll, you know, they, of course they're the logical, you know, choice of a couple that would like get together. Um, they seem that the, the way they look, the way they just seemed a little bit too vanilla. I granted, I'm not. I was not in their bedroom. I didn't see what you know what sparks flew between the two of them, but they just seem. To be, um, when we saw them, they seemed happy and content and very peaceful. But mm-hmm. um, maybe it wasn't exciting enough. It definitely, I don't think, was exciting enough for Brad. And I think he was looking for some of that chase and some of that danger and and the excitement that somebody like Angelina, who keeps you guessing all the time, would bring. And I've seen it all the time. You know, I thought when I was dating, I, I would get dumped for that more exciting, flashy girl and I, if I probably was on the other side of it as well it's that betty and veronica um it is concept and it is that's the perfect yes, way to describe and veronica it. won out exactly and it happens like it's this age-old thing where the veronica wounds out because she's more exciting and betty's a safe choice um and she's sweet and she'll take care of you and she'll be a good a good wife but i mean that's not enough for some people yeah, and then there are situations where you find out way later that maybe that's what you wanted all along. Maybe like the sh- the, the Corvette, you know, wasn't what you needed, and you did need the minivan. You know what I mean? Like you need right. the practical, safe thing that makes you feel comforted and um and and just safe. And you know, maybe like it takes a long time to kind of discover that or figure that out. But I do think, like you said, are you the saying that you think? Of, uh, I'm wondering no, if you're saying that you thought. Uh, that you think that there's hope for Jen and Jen and Brad still. Oh God. Yeah, I didn't think so. He <laughs> wants no. the safe minivan or whatever. Not to not to compare you to a minivan, Jennifer Aniston, but. No, I think that he will eventually one day end up with a woman who is similar. I don't think that he'll be. I think he's you know he was able to sow his wild oats and have his sort of midlife crisis moment and pick the Corvette and you know his his John Gosselin years like he was able to really just live it all out with this wild woman who had crazy sex with him in crazy places and they traveled the world and you know all these things but I I do think that maybe later he will end up with a woman more similar to Jin when he's like after he's had this whole crazy experience I do right no, that, that would be interesting. Um, you know, if he doesn't end end up back together with Angelina, because I think that she's you know settled into this more quiet life. But back to this timeline of events, um, we're you know we we talked about how they meet on the on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. 
Um, yes. And I do think it's worth noting as well. Um, I, I think that her relationship with Billy Bob played a really big part in her decision-making for the next few years of her life and her decision to be with Brad. I think that, you know, it's worth noting that, you know, Billy Bob was in a relationship with Laura Dern when she met him. And there's this quote that Laura Dern gave to uh, to the Daily News that, you know, she had left home to film a movie expecting to come back and have him be there waiting for her. And he had moved out and she never saw him again. And she found out through the press that he was married to somebody else. And, she, you know, this was not the first time that this had happened to with Angelina. But, um, yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, it's insane. And I think that, like, what she was missing and what she lacked in her relationship with Billy Bob, um, kind of helped her be even more sort of vicious in her next decision to, like, really sort of rope Brad in and be like, You are mine. I need you at this point in my life. I want fucking kids. Um, I have this quote here from Billy Bob that he gave to People Magazine actually in 2016 when they asked him about why they didn't work out or like what happened and, you know, about the marriage. And he said she was passionate about her involvement with the United Nations. And while he preferred relaxing at home and watching sports, this made Billy Bob feel inadequate. He said, I never felt good enough for her. He shared, adding that despite his many years in Hollywood, he felt he feels real uncomfortable around rich and important people. So, like, yeah. you know, I think that, you know, she was just like, if you're not going to give me what I want, I'm going to get the fuck out of here and find it immediately because I'm Angelina Jolie. And that's what she did. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, it's interesting. I, don't, I mean, because, you know, we, we kind of, we've discussed this, you and I, and I'm wondering, like, so is it really that she goes after people who are in relationships. I don't think that that's it. I think she just sees something that she wants and like, Mm -hmm. she met Brad. I think it was, you know, this movie brought them together and she just goes for, she doesn't let, when she meets something and when she meets someone and she likes them, she goes for it and she doesn't let anything stand in her way because she's used to getting her way. But, you know, I wonder now, um, you know, I mean, she's a different person. She's matured and changed so much. And I refer to her as like a forty-year-old, eighty-year-old because she, she's kind of, she's kind of retired from being in that spotlight. She's, she's not in the tabloid magazines now, unless they're commenting mm-hmm. on how skinny she is. She's mm-hmm. really, um, she's not about being a salacious person who draws a lot of attention to herself. So um, back then, she really just went after what she wanted and didn't let anything stand in her way. And she didn't let Jennifer Aniston, she was quiet about it, but um, she didn't let Jennifer Aniston stand in her way. Um, so it's interesting that she had the history with, with Laura Dern and Billy Bob Thornton, and she was definitely latter in those days. Um, but we see this, you know, I think that she's somebody who really, and I hope that she looks back and was humbled by those experiences and realizes you know, maybe <laughs> to respect relationships from what, yeah. you know, from that, from those experiences. I agree with um, you. I think that she has tunnel vision and she just does what, like, I don't think she does anything to be malicious or to be uh-huh. spiteful or mean. You know, Chelsea Handler, Ch- Chelsea Handler has described her as like not a girl's girl. And I don't think she's right. out to like hurt people. I think she just has tunnel vision and what she wants 
um, which you could just describe as being selfish, I guess. That's just I'm. Well, I think she to, looks like, at it as I mean, if you see how she, her walk with danger and everything, like she just seems like someone who thinks life is short, and I got to grab the bull by the horns, and like she really has lived her entire life like life is short, grab the bull by the horns, and ironically, you know what's happened to her in life has kind of justified this. Well, not justified, you know, the, some of the bad behavior, but kind of justified this position that like life is short because you know. We think about the double mastectomy and the health things that she had to go through. Um, maybe there was a reasoning for her a carpe diem attitude, and I think that, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's what that's what you know happened with these relationships. Um, and you know, much yeah, to the, she, much to the chagrin of, of Jennifer Aniston and to the dismay of what Jennifer Aniston had to go through, I'm sure you know in uh, in that that relationship. When they first got together, their relationship was revealed in the tabloids. And I remember, like, we were all reading those articles and we're like, oh, we'll believe it when we see it in People magazine. And then, you know, suddenly, a few weeks later, it's in People magazine. But I think was, yeah. um, the, the National Enquirer was, like, the first to break their relationship. And then they did, like, a double ma- a W magazine spread later on. Um you know, and they were like officially uh, out as a couple. Um, but I think that you know this was such a such a shocking evolution of of a relationship for you know for observers because it really was revealed to us through the tabloids, and that's it's kind of one of these amazing um, you know um, things that we see about journalism is that you know. People who do it, who try to get stories more slyly and on the down low and by spying on the celebrities really do end up knowing much more before the rest of us do uh, because, you know, more respected journalists are not going to print it out until it's a confirmed representative. Um, and then their yeah. whole, the whole beginning of their relationship played out very publicly. I describe this as like a very, it's very like Liz Taylor to me. It reminds me of like those days of Liz Taylor, like sort of inventing tabloid culture herself with these marriages and there not being any way to sort of, normally in situations like this, like the celebrity will like deny it and you know, they'll release statements and things like that, which they did. But Mm -hmm. there are certain things that you just sort of can't really deny. Like when they were photographed, they've been photographed and like, they were caught together. I mean, everybody knew what was going on and it was so rare to see it play out in a way where like they couldn't deny it. They couldn't like, it it wasn't like hearsay or like he said, she said it was like, no, this is like really happening. And you guys have been caught. You know what I mean? Like you're caught red handed basically. Um, and then as far as Brad, I mean, we talked a lot about Brad at this point in his life in our episode with Jennifer. So I don't want to like just sort of repeat the exact same things that we already said, but I do think it's worth noting that this was, you know, Brad had just released Troy and during the time that they were filming Mr. And Mrs. Smith, he was supposed to be doing press. And then when, you know, this got all murky and everybody started sort of like whispering about them being together, all of his press tour became him sort of defending his marriage uh, so he was like being really right. weird about doing interviews, and at the same time, he's like in this giant, money-making, huge, crazy blockbuster action film, like 
you know, I, we've talked a lot, I mean, on this podcast and just in Emotionally Broken Psychos about, like, the waves of, like, fame and how you go through periods of being very famous and not famous at all and, you know, uh, being an it girl for a certain amount of time or an it guy or whatever. And this is an interesting time for Brad because this was, like, his 12th reiteration of being a different version of a sex symbol throughout his career. And this was, like, a high point. Like, he was... A high point as far as coverage, like he was coming off of this, you know, he was still married at that point to to Jennifer and coming off of this crazy, huge relationship. Um, right. And at the same time, like doing these giant blockbuster films, he looked incredible. He was in crazy shape. Like he was still like heartthrob cover of People magazine, like one, the 100 most beautiful men in the world, Brad Pitt at this point. And I think that when you're in that heartthrob position, you're always looking over your shoulder, like at the next person, because everyone's interested in you. Um, but like, who is a challenge? Who's exciting? Um, and I think that you know, definitely him being in that hot shot phase of his life, um, I w- it would be interesting to con- you know catch up with him today and really trail him and, and see, you know, how he he reacts to the attention he gets today and if he's if he's changed and humbled and you know i don't know because he's such a hot shot and he's so he's still so good looking and i'm sure he's sought after but um but it's interesting because like he you know he did find a meaning he was in a meaningful relationship with angelina for many years um so it'd be interesting to to compare how he was back then in his heyday to what his mentality about relationships is today now, as far as them meeting, I guess we can kind of start talking about Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is the movie that, that I mean, that spawned the next 10 years of tabloid coverage, of media coverage, of celebrity. I mean, like, the making of this film is so important for so many different reasons. About 10 children wouldn't exist if this movie hadn't been made. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they started filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith in January of 2004, and the director... Doug Lehman actually was like very open about the fact to the press that he was so happy about the 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 chemistry between these two people that had never met each other and you know he was like we started filming and they're they're great together they really seem to connect and uh I mean at a certain point like Nicole Kidman was supposed to be in the movie and then she had to go do Stepford Wives so I think all of the production thought like it was going to tank because they didn't have like their girl and, and Nicole Kidman was such a huge name and such a big like get. Um, and when that didn't happen and then Angelina came in and just sort of like, I mean, they really seemed like a couple. I mean, when you watch that film, like their chemistry is it's chemistry that you cannot describe. It's, it reminds me a lot of like, I grew up and I still do. I watch, I love the movie scream and I love all of the scream films. And it reminds me of in those early days of watching like uh Courtney Cox and David Arquette together on screen and just being like, Wow, like yeah. these two people genuinely really, really are in like infatuated with each other. Yeah, yeah. They're a real life couple. Right, which is amazing. Um, uh, like he was actually not a you know, they weren't a couple, um, you know, officially, um and he was still at this point, you know, 'cause we know, we'll see we see right after that. Um, that he takes these trips with these like breakup pre breakup trips with uh, Jennifer Addison to the beach, so they weren't officially out as a couple. But yes, like things were really starting between them, 
And, um, you know, I think that, I mean, that's, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing because he was like living these, like living this dichotomous lifestyle where he was like still, you know, I don't think Jennifer knew exactly what was going on at that stage. It, it all seemed to, his marriage unraveled very quickly after that. And yes, I think for sure. she probably had no idea, you know, as it was happening, like she was, you know, didn't know what was going to happen from one minute to the next. Yeah, but it was like around the time that stories were just beginning to leak. Nobody really knew what was going on, and Brad had taken some time off to go film Ocean's 12. Um, and during that time, uh, these photos of Brad and and Angelina on set being very affectionate towards each other were released to the press. And that was the first very like sort of tangible thing that people got their hands on, that like this could possibly be something real. Right. Which... You know, they're, the production of the movie and the crew and everybody sort of came forward in their defense and said, like, no, you know, they were filming a scene, like, that photo was taken out of context and blah, 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 but, like, they definitely were not. Um, <laughs> and I think this Brad was a pivotal, there was, like, a pivotal moment in, in time and in pop culture history because, you know, we, I remember, like, as a child not believing the National Enquirer stories, not believing tabloid stories. And this was an actual tabloid story that came to fruition and it was like proven to be true in yeah. the mainstream media. So, um, you know, I remember this because first we were seeing it in like, you know, supermarket checkout lines. Um, and we're just glancing this headline and we're like, oh, you know, I'm not going to believe, I never believe anything I see on the National Enquirer or, you know, some of these more tabloidish magazines. And then I remember a few weeks later, like, there were rumblings, and then a few weeks later it was, like, in more reputable um, you know, magazines and newspapers. So, and I feel that this was, like, the first event that I can remember in my young adulthood where the National Enquirer story was so quickly proven to be true. And, like, now we yeah. don't necessarily sneer. I mean, I don't necessarily sneer at, you know, these reports Unless it's like an alien landed in, you know, yeah. his bedroom. Uh, I don't necessarily sneer at these reports because this this moment in history proved that you, you don't you shouldn't. No, yeah, I mean, especially like this was also around the time that I think that that started to shift as far as like the types of stories that they were releasing because it was there was a time in the '80s and the '90s that the National Enquirer was for like you know, Elvis has been replaced by aliens and, you know, Elizabeth Taylor is actually, like, a, a lizard. That kind of stuff. And then it became, like, they were, like, breaking stories. Like, when paparazzi culture became, like, so big in the early 2000s and, and the you know, there were, like, there was photo proof. And that was the thing that really started to, like, change everything. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I just think it's funny that they tried to say, like, no, you caught them, they were filming a scene. It's like, no, they're actually, like, in bathrobes and, like, Sitting oh, in yeah, I remember that. Oh, my stage. goodness. But that um, really was like a, I mean, I can't think of anything else in my, maybe, like, a, it's it's interesting, because, like, I don't even think I was that young when this happened, but I feel like, you know, it was young adulthood, and um, and this was, like, the first time I actually, like, saw credence being given to a, a National Enquirer story. And that was pretty... Yeah, this was... You know, now we don't scoff at it as much. Yeah, now it's a little bit more like, especially, I mean, I just kind of, if I ever do skim through one of those magazines, it's like, I just want photo proof. I don't, the stories, I don't really, 
unless there's some sort of picture or something, I don't really pay it any any attention. And in this case, like they really, everybody was like, this is real. And I think the last sort of, so Brad and Jennifer took a trip to Anguilla in December of 05 and they stayed there until January 8th. And I think they knew that they were going to announce their separation and they just wanted to like be away from it all. Um, yeah. Which I think I mean, there were pictures of the, the two of them on the beach. I remember, but then like shortly thereafter, like, they were sort of cuddling as they were walking on the beach. But it was like a sad breakup type of photo. Like we're having that hug, last yeah. you know trip before we announce our our separation. They announced on January seventh, which is crazy. They announced like the day before they left, so they were there together when they announced their separation to the world and i read this quote on our jennifer and brad episode but um it involves angelina so i just figured i would read it again um this was a cbsnews.com uh exclusive about angelina um because of course the minute you know they announced their divorce everybody was like is he with angelina is it because of angelina and uh it says there was no confirmation that he had an affair with angelina jolie we do know that a uh uh, we do know that a respect developed, <laughs> and they became friends, and I'm not sure that they, that, that sat well with Jennifer Aniston. It pointed to the problem that they've had throughout their marriage. They live their, they live their life in a fishbowl. They cannot do anything without speculation going rampant. We're going to have, are we going to have a baby? Are they going to get back together? Were they breaking up, etc.? So immediately it was like, well, this is Angelina's fault. It was, uh, I mean, no time had passed before everybody was like, okay, so... He's obviously going to leave her for Angelina. Right. Right. And I think that, you know, they would have, it would have happened inevitably anyhow. Like, the two of them were just too... Brad was always looking for something a little more exciting and a more challenging, someone who challenged him. So I think that, you know, it was, it was inevitable what transpired, but, um, but I just think that, you know, Angelina was the force that, uh, that you know, helped it happen sooner. Yeah, absolutely. She just kind of, she just kind of, if he was, if he had his foot out the door, she kind of kicked him out of the house and was like, get the hell right, out of here. Right, absolutely. You're with me now. <laughs> You're mine. <laughs> so they and were, she's very they, uh, resume, Yeah, she gets what she wants. She was Laura Croft. Um, so they resumed filming in uh, March of 2005. The paparazzi swarmed the set. They had like that very famous picture of like the helicopter image of, them trying to film Mr. and Mrs. Smith and just like hundreds and hundreds of paparazzi and people out there trying to get like the first photo of them together since the separation. And um, Brad actually stayed with Angelina at the Parker Palm Spring Hotel to do press for the film during the time that Jennifer had gone and filed for divorce. So, I mean, he was like already out gallivanting. He was already just like living his best life. And like over it, um, yeah. The public. I mean, I, it's just it's crazy to think that he was just so like they were in such a huge important. Yeah, it's just like yeah, I'm with Angelina now. We're gonna go stay at uh, at the uh, Parker Palm. Like you're married to Jennifer Aniston. You're a, the quote golden couple, and I don't know. It's just his boldness. Everybody's boldness in this situation just confuses me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's you know I, I don't I don't necessarily think he was the most mature individual, and I don't I don't know what was going on with Angelina after that. But she was like forced to once they got together. It was like this maturity was like forced. All of a sudden, 
you know, um, like very shortly thereafter, um, they were pregnant with their first child. And then, you know, mm-hmm. as you know, Angelina had multiple children, adopted um, multiple children, and was it was just all of a sudden the two of them assumed adulthood responsibilities. And, um, you know, all of them had a very um, exciting courtship and, you know, the secret. I think it was exciting because, like, there's that secretive aspect and, you know, sort of a mm-hmm. forbidden relationship. But they very quickly um, were, like, rushed into adulthood. Um, and, you know, maybe Angelina was ripe for that, as we discussed. But, um, you know, it's sort of like after that, they didn't look back. And they were yeah. continually maturing and mature. I don't know about Brad, but Angelina definitely became a much older, she's an old soul, and she became, you know, much more um, devoted to her charity, devoted to to her children and to, you know, humanitarian um, organizations. Um, And it was just like all that, you know, we forget about that. We forget about, we don't think of Angelina with a, you know, saying crazy things to the camera and, and wearing this vial around her neck, we think of, you know, this quiet and more stoic figure. Yeah, like a, a very, like, conservative, you know, she wears her, like, very conservative dresses and, like, does her humanitarian work, and she's just, and she doesn't speak a lot anymore publicly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and during this time specifically, like, that really was, like, the image shift was crazy. I mean, it was... She was like this full-on glam, like Oscar gown, like very done-up version of herself all the time. Like she had really immediately shifted, and if not that, then like you know, conservative. Like you said, she would wear those like very conservative dresses and go do press conferences and stuff. Like the image shift was pretty immediate when he got with Brad, or when she got with Brad. Um, we talked about. This specific photo, I think, on the the Jen and Brad episode, or yeah, episode as well. But you know, they had gone to the real money shot. I think the thing that was the official confirmation, if everything else was speculation, was they had gone to the beach and mm-hmm. they were photographed together with uh, Maddox, and that was like that was the moment. You know, he was holding Maddox's hand, he was playing with him. You know, they were holding each other. She was, like, in his arms. Like, that was the moment that people were like, okay, so this is, like, the worst-kept secret in Hollywood at this point. They are definitely in a relationship. Um, I'm curious, actually, now. I mean, he really stepped up and, like, became that male figure, that other figure in her life. Um, Do you think that Maddox has any memory? How old was Maddox at that point? I'm just wondering if Maddox has any memory of, like, the man he replaced, Billy Bob Thornton, who was... His oh, first God. father, you know, I always, and now I actually wonder about that because, um, you know, you always wonder like, Michelle, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Nicole Kidman, her children are estranged from her because of Scientology. You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. You've got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast you'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week you'll get liz bentley's feathers in my hair which is the teen mom podcast um you'll get me and molly's uh Brittany and kevin chaotic special 
You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to mollyandthepsychos.com. It'll take you straight to it. And uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV. It's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.